Hello and welcome to Words and Roses, a podcast about how we use stationery in our everyday lives. I'm Miranda from Have It Grows Writes. And I'm Chelsea from Those With Words. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy episode 10. Happy 2023. Chelsea, did Mm -hmm. you do anything exciting for the New Year's Eve? I actually just kept it really chill. Um, We don't usually do anything special for New Year's Eve, but we just stayed in and... um, Funny thing is, uh, if you are a, a Star Wars fan, we ended up rewatching Rogue One oh. <laughs> at the New Year's Eve night. And um, I don't know, made ourselves sad a little bit because of the show that came out recently and or trying to stay spoiler free of random things that are coming up here. But yeah, so that was something unexpected that we did on New Year's Eve, but it was good. It was a nice chill evening. What about you? Also keeping it chill, also sci-fi. I've really gotten into The Expanse with um, the guy I'm seeing, and we've blasted through the first two seasons. We started season three, and that's kind of all we did. Like, we just talked and watched fun shows, and I think Mm -hmm. just had a good time and kept it pretty low-key. But honestly, that was sort of the goal, just because it's been rather busy, and I didn't want to go out. Some friends very kindly um, asked if I wanted to go with them, but I was like, oh, I don't want... I don't want to take like a car on New Year's Eve. Um, for context, I'm also in like San Francisco and uh, like transportation on like New Year's and New Year's Eve, it just gets a little wild. So I was like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to stay home. I'm getting too old for this. I'm not that old, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I'm gonna keep it low key, but same thing, but it was really comfy at midnight. I ran and I was like, it's 2023 new journals. And I like sprinted to my office and got my, uh, (laughs) it was really silly. I got my 2023 thinking of you. I just ran back in. I was like, new journals, new journal time. (laughs) I actually remember you messaging a group of our friends and saying, happy 2023 or happy new year. Get out your new techos. So it's yeah, time. right into the stationery from the very beginning of 2023. It's true. It was my first thought. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was saying, no, my first thought was saying, Happy New Year to my loved ones. No, no, no. It was like, it's time. We can pull them out. Go get go get your planners. Except, of course, there is some that start earlier. Like, they start the week yeah. of the first, whatever that may be. But it's just so different when you're actually in the 2023 year. All the clocks say it. The computers, everything everywhere. You know, it's the best. Mm-hmm. it's weird that it is the best because like each new month is technically a point of renewal technically each new day is a point of renewal but new year way more exciting yeah and completely new uh notebooks and journals for a lot of us um again not for everybody i think some people like to use like multi-year journals and things like that um but i was also very excited to formally move into my 2023 lineup and yeah it was good I will say moving my 2023 pages into my plotter was rather uneventful (laughs) just because (laughs) it's sort of the same thing as 2022 and it's not like a new thing. But at the same time, I think that comfort was also fine. I was like, oh, this is fine. But Mm -hmm. getting you have such a – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say getting that thinking of you though, that felt different. Yeah, and I actually really love that your plotter, which you've been using for a while now as your planner, and it's just so well used and that like wine colored cover is getting like all scuffed up and patinaed and it's beautiful. So I actually really like your plotter Bible size. Thank you. Yeah, I love it a lot. So I have that 
and the, oh gosh, what's it called? The personal size? The skinnier one? I always forget what it's actually called. Narrow. Narrow size. There you go. Um, personal size is like the Bible size, right? Mm-hmm. Alternative mm-hmm. name. Yes. So the narrow. So I have the Potter Bible and Potter Narrow. Narrow I use for personal planning. That's why I'm thinking personal. And then the Bible size I use for work planning. So both of them are going to get a ton of love this year. And yeah, I think this is going to be a good year for stationery. Um, speaking of which... I guess generally with stationary new calendars, new planners. Let's talk about our journal prompt from episode nine. So I asked, which day of the week do you prefer to start your day on? So for me, I am very much a Monday start person, just because I think I have a more traditional like nine to five Monday through Friday job. Um, And because I've been doing that for so long, the week just begins on Monday in my mind. I don't know if that makes any sense, but the weekends are grouped together and, you know, the week I'm like, hey, it's Monday. That means it's a fresh new week. Like that's just kind of a default setting in my mind. And because of that, I've also updated pretty much all of my digital devices to also have Monday start. So like Google Calendar, stuff on my phone, like anything that I can see. Um, I have Monday start as well. So it's been a long time actually that I've looked at anything else other than Monday start in my journals. Um, and also, like I said, all of my devices. So I think I'm just too used to it to think about anything else. Um, although, yeah, I think it's a good question to ask for people who may prefer a Sunday start or just like any other day of the week. I know when we were talking about this prompt, we were like, I mean, you know, not everybody starts their week on a Sunday or Monday, right? So, yeah. And um, is it similar for you as well? Are you also a Monday start person? I am indeed a Monday start person. And my life changed when I figured out you could change Google calendars to start on Mondays rather than Sundays. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. I really, I should have done the research before. I just now had this question. Why is Sunday a start option? Is it because of church? I'm not particularly sure. That's like the Potentially? only thing I could think of in like just like the Western viewpoint of it being mm-hmm. potentially that of a reason for some reason way back in the day. They're like, yeah, Sunday is the start of the week. But that's the only reason I could think of because wouldn't Saturday almost be better because it's the start of the weekend? Like if you're looking at a, you know, more generalized work week, you do the Monday through Friday. I guess if you're looking at specific kinds of jobs, maybe – that would be it. I don't know. I mean, obviously, maybe work goes goes a lot of different ways. But if you do the Monday through Friday, ah, oh, so confusing. Anyway, yeah, I like Monday start. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thanks to everybody who commented on the Instagram post yeah. with the journaling prompt. I think this was like the most number of comments we've gotten on a journaling prompt post. So that was really exciting to see on my end when I was checking and I was like, whoa. There's like 20 people who commented. So um, that was really cool. Um, I just kind of went through and ended up liking every single comment (laughs) on our Words and Roses Instagram account. So thank you for, you know, contributing to the discussion and for sharing your preferences on which day of the week you like to start your days on. Yeah, I also just really loved the discussion about it, too, because I think everyone has different reasons as to why they want their Mm -hmm. different planners to start on Mondays or Sundays. Um, so it was just nice to get a little bit more of the insight as to why people also enjoy that Monday start. And I think Monday tended to be a bit of the most popular, though there were different people who said Sunday instead, but Mm -hmm. yeah, 
it's kind of cool. It's just cool to see the differences there. You know, it's just kind of a weird, very specific thing that we can talk about in our community, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific question for this community, and I think you know that's why it probably resonated with a lot of people as well who saw the journaling prompt. Right, and I guess too, a quick shout out to your tip earlier is that you can actually change which day your calendars start on your digital devices, which mm-hmm. I only learned last year, so... I want to give that a shout out really quickly, just in case you like me did not know that. And yeah, just go mess around right in the settings of your phones, your computers, whatever, because there's some cool stuff in there that you're like, oh, that, that's actually pretty useful. So yeah, um, a good tip. So next, let's talk about our topic for the episode. Um, having come off of our last episode where we are sort of talking about years and kind of wrapping up our journals, Chelsea, you brought up archiving. What do you do mm-hmm. now that we have moved on from 2022? The year is over. Planners are maybe done, maybe not. But regardless, we got the new ones in. Um, so you asked to, you put up a really good question of like, do we, what do we do with the finished planners or journals? Do you archive? Do you recycle? Um, and Chelsea, since it's yours, I'm going to let you, let you go first. Sure thing. So for me, um, when it comes to finishing planners or journals, I try my best to try and wrap it up as quickly as possible in the new year, Um, especially for like memory keeping books and things. I will say it's rare for me to hit January 1st and I'm like, cool, right into my new books. And I, you know, don't have anything to finish from last year. Like it's rare for me. I I don't think that's ever actually happened for me Um, since journaling. I think I've always had like some, you know, straggler event or something from like even New Year's Eve that I've wanted to journal about. Um, so I'll try to finish those and then move on. But for the memory keeping journals and any travel journals, I definitely like to archive those, meaning I like to keep them around. Um, I love looking at old travel journals and memory keeping journals from time to time, just from my box, which we'll get to in our next question. I don't have like the best archiving system, but it exists and, um, I like to take a look every now and then again, just to like relive through the memories Uh, One thing I wanted to say about travel journals in particular is that I don't have a great memory of where I ate or like who I even saw sometimes like during travels. I don't know. It's really weird to say, but there are many moments between me and my partner where I'm like, oh, yeah, I was with you. Like we went to blah, blah, blah together. And he's like, that wasn't me. That was probably someone else that you're thinking of. And I feel so bad whenever something like that happens. Uh, or he'll mention, oh, a couple of years ago when we went to this place, um, you know, do you remember like this restaurant? And I wasn't journaling back then. So I'm like, oh, not really. Like I have a really selective memory when it comes to trips and travels. And I'm really not good at remembering those things. So when I look at my travel journal, I can like really remember all the details and how I felt, where I went. And that makes me really happy. Um, so all of those things I definitely like to keep. Um, I go back and forth a bit on the planner pages. So my to-do lists and like appointments and things I kept track of, but I'll probably end up shredding or recycling a lot of those pages. Um, just because like, I don't need a whole lot of that information anymore. Um, I already carried over a lot of like important information to my 2023, um, plotter because my size of the uh, plotter changed so I just like have a couple of like sheets with that information already in there so the rest of it I don't think is like that important so I'll probably end up getting rid of it but I haven't 
actually done that yet. So we'll see if that actually happens. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I go about dealing with, you know, finished planners or journals on my end. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too, of getting to recycle a lot of that. I think we're both in the same place with our personal planners uh, because we both use plotters. And that means that we're in a ring system. And with those ring systems, keeping paper from that can be a little awkward. Like there's a lot of ways to do that. But at the same time, one of the, I guess for me, the benefit is getting to get rid of it. (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. think it's really worth me keeping my day-to-day. Like, did I actually do the litter three times in a row last week? It doesn't matter because now it's this week. Um, Did I do it 12 months ago? Did I do it two years ago? I don't need that information. It's fine. So I think for me, those sorts of things, like, like from the habit trackers, just like the appointments or whatever small things that I'm keeping, those don't need to stay with me. So I also recycled those. And that was actually a big reason I wanted to get into rings. Um, That in addition to being able to reuse pages that I don't use, so I can easily just like tape over a date, write a new date, and then just use that so it's not wasteful. Um, And also I just, again, don't feel a lot of need to look back on those. So I do have some old planners that are from many years ago because they sort of served as my only memory keeper. So I kept those. But for my personal pages, those just get recycled and they're actively recycled. So like within a week or two, they're just, they're already shredded up and and put away. Um, Unless it's like a really cute page or something special worth keeping. And then I'll tip it into my memory keeper. And that's a different situation, right? It's very specific. Um, but on that note, I do also keep my memory keeping planners, even if they're unfinished, even if they're halfway done, like, I think it's still worth being able to look back on and be like, oh, obviously I got really busy this year. And even though I decorated a bunch of pages and I have no idea what happened then, at least I can look at these pretty pages and see that sticker or that washi tape that I did like. Um, and so I keep those. And as you said, too, like travel journals and other things, I think I deviate a bit too in that I have ephemera and things from past trips that I wanted to journal about that I didn't get to. And I think I will. I remember watching Job's journal, Job of Job's journal, that Job, the Job that designed (laughs) our beautiful logo and art. Um, I remember watching him go back and journal about a trip that was several several years old at that point. But he had all the ephemera. Mm-hmm. He had like photos and I think some notes or something and just journaled about it. And I was like, you know what? I think I still want to do that. I think it's still worth me like even making a quick collage. Like even if it's not so heavy on the writing and more about just don't forget these things because I still have them. And they were special, especially in the past few years where travel hasn't really been easy at all. Um, I, I don't want to let that go. So I do have a notebook that I want to, I have set aside for sort of catching up on old stuff. It was like one that I use in between journals of like personal diary stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll just convert this into something else. Um, so I think those are our journals that I would definitely keep and put away. But those are ones that don't go by date, right? They just go on forever. And I think a lot of memory keepers tend to be that way. If it's like a diary or something, those don't really have an expiration date. Whereas I guess like planners that are used more as memory keeping journals, like thinking of you or Hobonichi or whatever it may be that you use. Um, I think that one I would put in the box. Mm-hmm. I think you make a really great point about also um, going back and journaling about things from the past. Um, I don't think, you know, there's necessarily a limitation on like when you can start or stop journaling about something. And even if it's a trip that you took a couple of years ago, 
that um, if you have fond memories about it, or like you said, if you have ephemera from it um, that you still want to use and journal and write about, even if it's just like a really quick blurb about it, you don't even have to like, you know, go on and on about it if you cannot remember all the details, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, this, that, this is from that like one drink or like that one restaurant I went to and, you know, I ate with so-and-so or this particular thing was really good from there or like, you know, it's just kind of a nice thing to look back on and remember. So 100% supportive of anybody who wants to journal about your past trips, past events, anything that, you know, you're fond of, that you have really good memories from, that you maybe didn't have time to journal about at the time, but maybe you can revisit at some point. You know, like I said, there are no rules. It's just you and your journal and whatever memories you want to write about. The hardest part of that is remembering to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because, you know, the events have happened so long ago um, yeah. and that then, it's hard to go back. If yeah, you, like me, put it in a bag with all the notebooks, so I have, like, this, um, the, like, trip insert for my traveler's notebook ready to go for my Disney trip, put it all in a bag, and I put it away, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to remember to get that bag out in journal <laughs> yeah that's true so i think that'll be a little bit more achievable this year with my current setup and having a day free and other things so I don't have to focus solely on you know just what's happening now and i can kind of have a little bit more loose structure so i think mm -hmm. it just depends on when we all have time for it but that's also a very personal thing um so the next thing we need to talk about are archiving methods so obviously if we we're keeping these but how do you how do you actually keep them like where are you putting them do you like look back at them a lot? Uh, what do you do, Chelsea? So this is one where I was like, oh, we should talk about like archiving our journals. And then I quickly realized that I uh, don't really have an amazing system, if at all, for archiving my journals. So basically what I do is I just like throw everything into a plastic bin. I have uh, an empty plastic bin. Well, now it is very full. But when I first started out journaling, I wasn't quite sure how long I was going to journal. This was um, in 2017. So for context, I've been doing this kind of creative journaling for about five and a half years now. And when I first started, I was like, you know, I don't really know if this is going to stick with me or if this is just something that, you know, I'll try for a couple of notebooks and then I'll move on to another hobby. Like, I, I don't know. I can't predict the future. So I just grabbed like an empty plastic bin I had around the house and I just like threw my first completed journal in there. And that's kind of been my system since. But what I really need to work on is a better organization method where I actually need to reopen all of my completed journals and at least write down the years and months on the front page. Oh, that'd be or, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe get like a sticker or something on the back and then write the year and month there. there. Or I just like need some sort of organization because sometimes um, I had like a junk journal that went actually like longer than a year or, you know, like sometimes there are things that are not necessarily dated. And this goes a lot for my traveler's notebook inserts where, um, I journaled about like two different trips and it's like they happened at different points of the year or like the following year. And I'm like, I can't remember when this was from and I can glean, you know, the actual dates from tickets and other ephemera that I've saved, but I don't actually have them written down anywhere inside right. the journal. And it's uh, it's not very helpful when I'm looking through it. I'm like, when did this happen? Like, when do I need to put this uh, notebook and do I need to put it on top of something else? Or like, how do I want to keep this together? So that's something I definitely need to work on. 
Um, I know there are archive binders of sorts from different brands. So an example I can think of is Traveler's Company and how they have that like, I don't know what to call it, like, like a craft folder binder system yeah thing. it's almost like a yeah. giant tn but not leather and meant for storage yeah and it's specifically for storing finished completed inserts mm-hmm. um for traveler's notebook and i know those are really popular in the community but i think the thing with me and why i haven't really purchased them for myself is that my completed journals are like all over the place in terms of paper sizes Mm -hmm. so i've journaled in standard size tn passport size tn um, other random you know journals here and there that i've purchased and it's kind of all over the place so it's a little bit harder for me to commit to like a singular brand storage system Uh, So I just need to go back and basically date everything and then maybe set aside certain projects to keep with each other. So, for example, um, the December dailies that I've done in the past, like those are at least a little bit easier to recognize because they're very like holiday themed. And so maybe like putting those together on one side and, you know, maybe keeping all my travel journals together. I think like things like that. um, I would love to maybe get some time this year and just organize all of that before it gets really out of hand. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I think it's it's hard to have a storage system for something that's just getting either started or hasn't had a lot of time to develop. Mm-hmm. So even from 2017, that's actually not a lot of time. You know, I think in the grand scheme of things as far as journals and notebooks. So I think it's just something that we'll figure out with time. I have a very similar method for archiving which is a box. (laughs) Mine's actually like a Twitch box. So sometimes Mm -hmm. for work. So by day, um, I'm an editor at a company called IGN, which is a media company. And um, as part of that, sometimes we'll get little mailers and things. And every now and then we'll get like a mailer with a cool box and I'll keep the box because it's just like built nice or decorated cute. And so I was like, oh, I mean, I could just use it for some sort of storage. No No need to like toss it if it's, perfectly good and so i have a twitch one for my journals it's really big and i was like oh this actually works really well and so i just put them in there that's that's all there's honestly because (laughs) i didn't do like heavy heavy journaling like for like diary type journaling memory keeping all that until about 2020 I, i i just i just don't have that much so i do have a lot of like old work planners and some other personal journals from like when I was a little kid and so those go in there but that box is it's sizable but it's nowhere near full so and I don't really need to like deal with anything else and the same with you I don't really need one of those special sort of travelers company binders for travelers notebook inserts just because I I just don't have that much of it and it wouldn't really make sense I also think that those are Definitely like luxury purchases that are nice to, if you want to like showcase them in some sort of way or have it like, this is my whole year and Traveler's Notebook if they all fit in there. But otherwise it's like, "Eh, you don't really need that. You can just put it in a box or somewhere that you know that they'll be kept safe. And I think that's ultimately Mm -hmm. the big thing. Unless I could see it being like a personal box of like important memory keeping. So it's like, you know, when you kind of prep your go bag or whatever it may be, if you have like those, hey, this needs to go with me. And like, it's like a smaller box or something that's really focused for that. I could see that being a a point of helpfulness. If you had that specific kind of branded box, it's different from everything else. Maybe it's like, this is, this is the one forever. It's like, if, if I have to leave 
Or if I have to like, get rid of everything, but I can only keep one thing, I'm keeping this thing, you know, like, I think that could be mm-hmm. like a, a way to denote like which ones are the most special to you. Should that be important? Um, but I do have like one of the archive folder binder thingies for the plotter. So they have them. I'm sorry. I don't know what they're called. I bought it when I bought my plotter and never looks mm-hmm. back. So I just saw it and it's like, that looks helpful. Um, since I do use my plotter Bible size for work, there are a lot of documents that I need to keep. So I mm-hmm. do a lot of like my one-on-one with my direct reports and meeting notes and other things. And so even some certain work weeks, or if like a month is really heavy, I'd like to look back at how I planned for something or the notes that I had. And so I will put them in that. And I have it, it holds a lot. Um, I, I do actually go through at the end of the year and see what I need to toss because not everything needs to stay. But certain notes I do keep just for whatever reason. So that has actually been helpful since the loose leave are kind of wild. And what it is, is like this like hard book that you put, it's it's kind of weird because it's like there's two metal prongs that you put into the mm-hmm. center of each side. So there's six holes. One goes on in each set and then it closes by like the end of those prongs just like slide into the book cover basically. Um, so that's been really helpful. But yeah, otherwise... It's all recycled. That's good. <laughs> I think yeah. what I like about the storage, I guess, it's a lot of reusing and recycling and just trying to keep things together in a, in a good, earth-friendly way, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually need to go through my last year's planning pages, which I just kind of like all threw it into a different box, which is the, I used to use the plotter A5 size for personal planning. And then I basically just put it all into the box that the plotter itself came in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have um, a separate archive like folder or a book or anything like that. So I need to look at those and figure out like which one of those are worth keeping for like future reference versus maybe, like you said, just recycling and, you know, saying goodbye to my old to do list that I'm probably not going to look at again. So that's something I have yet to do. Um, but yeah, lots of different ways to archive things. Um, I think some people also, and I think this applies to probably just like the diaries and things where you kind of write about all your thoughts and, um, you know, whether good or bad. And I think some people actually burn stuff once like it's all completed. Um, I don't think I've ever done that before and I don't think I will. Um, But just curious as to what your thoughts are on that. Like, would you ever do that to a diary or a completed journal? I think it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, dang, that's, that's intense. Um, I don't exactly have a place to go with fire where that I want to burn yeah. things. Um, unless I go home to like my mom's, she has a fire pit that I could probably use. Mm, I'd burn one of my notebooks, but I'd, I'd probably use like an X-Acto knife to take the papers out first and then like put mm-hmm. the cover aside just because I don't know how that would react in fire. Um, but I do have like what I call like my stress slash anxiety spiral notebook. I keep it by my bed and it's basically a place where if I'm just, I, I need to get something out because I'm hyper fixating, I just write in there and mm-hmm. I, I do not look at those again. So I'd be very down to just rip it all out, burn it. But I think I would just shred it or something instead. I think that's probably easier. <laughs> And flying yeah. to my mom's house. <laughs> hey mom, I gotta go burn some stuff. Can I come over? <laughs> yeah, I have one from the past couple years actually. I have a diary that I started in 2020 and I finally finished at some point this year. 
And yeah, it's got some uh, ups and downs in there. So I don't think I would mind getting rid of that. And, you know, I don't really think I want to keep it. Um, but it was good to have at the time to mm -hmm. just kind of hold my thoughts, you know, whether, like I said, they're positive or negative. Um, it was really good to just like write it onto the page instead of maybe holding it in um, with me or taking it out on someone else or something else that probably didn't deserve that kind of energy. So I think it was really good to have. But um, yeah, I'll probably shred mine as well um, now that I think about it. But yeah, just wanted to um, ask about that too. Just curious because um, I know that there are some community members who do do that. So yeah, I think if that's what works for you. That's pretty cool. I think it's a neat way to like release that. It's weird to say like that energy. Get get like get it out. It's like a full release, mm -hmm. especially if it's something that's hard or heavy. That's a good way to put it out of your mind. I will say one thing that I learned from people in the community is if you do have maybe heavy thoughts or something that was really difficult to look at in a journal, you can also kind of cover up by doing like um, a tip in, and maybe put it more intentionally tipped in so we're like maybe you have to lift lift a piece of washi or something to look at that memory or that day if you feel like it's important to write about it's important to have but you don't need to like see it that can be something that's helpful too and I've, I've definitely done that a few times in my journals and I've felt it nice to be able to like like I guess flip past it but not actually have to look at it mm -hmm. but, yeah yeah I think that's a great idea yeah so lots of ways to move on from things and archiving um, but speaking of moving on, let's move on from 2022 and look toward 2023. Yay, new year. I don't know. It's, Yay. Just, it's always so exciting. I guess I say that a lot the past few episodes, like, wow, I'm just amazed with life sometimes or the stationery and podcast and all these cool things. Um, but Chelsea, I need to know, are you doing a word of the year? Are you doing resolutions? What, what are you doing for 2023? So I decided to mostly stick with a word of the year approach um, for this year, would which you... I actually haven't done in a while. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, would you mind explaining what a word of the year is in, in difference with like resolutions or other things? Yeah. So for me personally, uh, word of the year is just kind of something that I set at the beginning of the year as more of like a focus for that year. So you know, some people, I think, go off of the word of the year to do like resolutions or goals related to that word of the year. But for myself, it's just mostly like something I want to come back to during that year. Um, you know, in the beginning of the year, I have some thoughts like many others in the world about what's going to probably come up this year. You know, what are some of the likely things that I were to happen? What are the things I want to make happen and vice versa and like all of those things. So while all those thoughts are swirling around in my head, I think I like to pick a word that really resonates with me during that time period and just kind of return to it periodically, um, just to remind myself like what my intentions were at the beginning of the year for this year. Um, and I know that's not for everybody. I know people feel, you know, they have mixed feelings and different opinions about even just like word of the year or more specifically like resolutions and goal setting because it's like January 1st. Um, it works for some people. It definitely doesn't work for a lot of others. But I think for me, this word of the year approach is like a nice in between where I'm not exactly, you know, writing down like 20 things that I would like to accomplish, but it's a good thing to remind myself of what I would like this year to be like sort of overall in like a 
certain mood, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how I see word of the year um, as a concept. That that resonates with me a lot as well. Uh, I see it as a way, as you said, to keep it's like that guiding light sort of thing, right? Like it's like, what what do I want to try to hold with me throughout this year? And I've done that for about two years now. And I first actually heard it from the journaling community. I hadn't heard of word of the year prior to that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I actually like that a lot too. I think it's helpful to keep something in mind. And instead of, I guess for me, doing resolutions, because I feel like I never do them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Chelsea, what's your word of the year? So my word of the year for 2023 is grounded. And I chose that one after actually going through like seven or eight other words. I think some of the other ones I had in mind were like uh, grace because I wanted to practice being more graceful with myself and others. Um, I had patience on there for similar reasons. Um there's something else. I, there's there's a couple other ones that I was just kind of brainstorming and seeing like what really clicked with me. Um, and I did this sometime in December of 2022. And I ultimately landed on grounded because I just want to really remember to focus on my foundation this year, meaning my loved ones. You know, what are some of the things that I already have that I'm really grateful for? Um, hobbies and other activities that I like to do that I can kind of return to um, when, you know, things are a little bit tough or when things are not going as the way I expected. One of the things that I really want to work on just as a person this year, and I feel like this particular part of myself is almost like an eternal work in progress, but because I'm such a planner and I'm very Uh, fixed in my ways of like, okay, like this is going to happen when, and I like to know what's going on and what's going to happen at all times. Um, I usually don't deal with ambiguity very well, whether it's at work or in my personal life. It's really hard for me to grapple with the sense of ambiguity and not exactly knowing what's going to happen. And as I'm sort of going into a different life stage and planning different things in my personal life, a lot of the things are sort of planned, but I don't really know if it's going to happen or if it's going to pan out the way I want it to. A lot of things are getting more unpredictable, I would say. And I'm having a hard time with that. Um, And so I think, you know, choosing this word will really help me to come back to it. And again, remember my foundation, you know, what are what is my life really about? And at the end of the day, it's really about my loved ones and all the things that, you know, I'm grateful for and just kind of coming back to that mindset instead of fixating on, you know, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with this one thing. And it's making me worried and anxious and all of these bad feelings. And I think it's just something that will help me remember like, hey, like, remember all these people who care about you and all these things and, you know, stationary and all the fun stuff that you like to do, like return to that, come back to that. And so that is my intention for that word grounded. Playing the what if game is very easy, unfortunately. And I think finding Mm -hmm. or having that word be there is a really nice way to not only remind yourself in those times, but like as it's weird to say, like as a practice throughout the year to just have and to help train yourself in that. I think that's that's lovely. I love that. That's great. Yeah. And it again, like I said, I went through like this exercise in December to come up with the word of the year. And I just kind of like wrote things that resonated with me at the time. And like, what do I really want to focus on? And so 
I think, you know, just being true to myself and while working on myself, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but, you know, I know how I am and how I tend to be and I understand my own ways of thinking and Mm -hmm. how I tend to be. And I sort of want to, you know, grow from that a little bit while also being gentle with myself. So I think this would be a good way to sort of just return to my roots and foundation and just make myself recall some of these like really positive, wonderful things that like I already have in my life. I love that. That's great. So for my part of the year, which is also what I'm doing, um, I'm doing focus. And so at first, I I guess I didn't have as much of a methodical process as you in choosing. I kind of bounced between a few different words of the year. Like at first I was like kindness, like, oh, for like kindness to other people. I was like, no, to me. <laughs> but Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a, kind of goofy because eventually I thought of oh kind of like sort of harsh words that I don't think were quite helpful so like discipline was one of them which I think is a little intense while I think discipline is good to have um, and I think I sort of lack that for myself in some ways I don't think me wanting to be harsh toward myself is a way to encourage myself to be better as well um, mm-hmm. I found at least something that I want to work on this year is that I tend to get distracted by the abundance of things we have or that I could do or that I want to do and I lose sight of the things that I really need to do and that can be a challenge so whether it's I it's like a joke on my stream it's like I always have so many dishes to do like I don't have a dishwasher and I haven't <laughs> for many many years and so doing dishes is the big it's like the biggest pain and I have a better system going for it but it's easy for me to start doing it to be like, whoa, but what if I take a break to go play this game? Or, oh, my friend's messaging me and they want to go do this. I should go do that instead. And there's just a lot of ways where I get really distracted and I start a lot of projects and some of them get seen through. But I I want to be better at getting those things done and being better. I think being a better me can be mean. Be better to me, which is good because then I'm, I'm nicer to myself. But also a better me means better me for other people too and I think that's always good to work toward and of course we can't ever be perfect in that nor should we have to be because we're only human um but with all that in mind I kind of came down to focus so I think for me I just want to be able to similar to you and being grounded but for me is more just like kind of reducing the view of everything that's in front of me and choosing to focus on something one day at a time and so I actually already sat down instead of writing down my days and then wrote down a bunch of the hobbies and things I like to do with the things that I need to do. And so even if it's like a fun thing that I need to do, like I need to edit this podcast, when do I do that? How do I make sure I get that in my week and and burn it in there so I have that as a set new routine? And then have some flexibility too, right? Because some things happen that are unpredictable. Like, yeah, some friend's gonna say, hey, don't you wanna go to this thing? I'm like, yeah, I do, but I have something there. I have some flexibility of myself. So that's sort of how I'm using this word is to try to really help myself over time to focus in on like what I have and like what I need to do and try to push that in better with what I want to do because I tend to do too much of what I want to do and not what I need to do. So I think that'll help me overall in a lot of ways. Um, I guess also to share for context, my last two words of the years because that's how many years I've been doing it. Um, The first one was routine because I needed a better routine, which actually comes back to this word a little bit too because I didn't quite get there. And then my other word was boundaries for last year, which I think I did really, really well. And I'm I'm quite proud of myself. So I think with every year that I've done this, I've gotten better, which is not that many years. So starting year three, 
Um, I'm, I'm really glad for it. Um, I don't really have any resolutions, but I do have some goals, which I guess are the same thing, kind of. So, um, but I didn't write those down yet. So I'm, I'm thinking if I want to like set them in stone by writing it down. But the one thing I really do want to do is I do creative writing just in my own time. And I would really like to make substantial project progress, whatever that means, in the book that I want to work on. And that's a big goal for me. But other than that, there are things I want to do, but I'm not going to write that down because I don't want to stress about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are some wonderful points that you have made. You know, thank you for sharing that um, on the podcast. And I think um, just with what you said about wanting to focus on the things that you need to do, because there's so many things that you want to do. I think that's a very relatable thing. And especially in today's world, it's just everything is just so fast paced. And there's so many things happening all the time. And so actually, one of the words that I thought about instead of grounded was like intentional or, you know, something along those lines mm -hmm. where like, maybe I stop looking at my phone when I eat or like maybe I, you know, stay offline a little bit longer from certain things. Because for me, like the, a lot of the distractions for myself come from like my phone or like things that are just like happening. And there's always a million things happening. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do I choose to, you know, um, consume what's important to know and like all of those things, but also like not be a part of that ever moving quick information cycle all the time, right? Because it's really exhausting. And so I think it's, you know, really great that you even made a list of like, I think what you said is um what you need to do versus what you want to do and just kind of trying to focus, which is your word of the year, um, mm -hmm. on like the things that you need to do as best as possible. And what I really like about what you said too is like, while being nice to yourself, I think that's a really important thing to highlight as well. Um, as much as, you know, we have word of the year and goals and resolutions and all of these things, I think it's also important to recognize like sometimes life hits you in the face with some wild stuff and you have to be a little bit kinder to yourself about maybe like not meeting that goal you really wanted to meet or, you know, because of all of the things that are happening. And so I think it's really um, nice that you highlighted like the flexibility side of things as well. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Also, thank you for sharing too. I didn't say that directly, but I was thinking it. Um, so thank you for also sharing. And I think, or I hope that this is helpful insight to everyone on how we approach these because it, it can be really daunting, I think. And it doesn't have to be as introspective or big as we did. Like even if it's just something that makes you happy or gives you purpose, I think ultimately that's what the hope is for the board of the year, similar to resolutions, is that it's just something that means something to you. And if you use it throughout your year, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's okay too. Like it, it just ultimately is hopefully a way to help guide you a little bit throughout the year. Um, with that being said, though, I wanted to ask Chelsea, do you write down your word of the year anywhere? Do you do anything else with it as far as just obviously you said it, but how do you set it? Or mm -hmm. is there a practice that you have to put that more firmly in your mind? That is a great question. Um, something I've done, I've put it in two places so far. So I've put it in my A6 Hobonichi, which is um, I'm using that for health journal this year. So I'm tracking my meals and exercise, but I'm also taking a little bit of time each day because it's a dated Hobonichi to write about like my um, physical and mental health and how I felt during the day and things like that. So in each Hobonichi Techo, there's like a turning a page into a new year or something yeah. along those lines. Like there's that open spread. 
And so I actually stamped grounded there um, as like a, you know, way to start that notebook. Um, I also have that word of the year in front at the very front of my plotter pages. And so what I did was, so there's a really, really small plotter size called the jotter. And basically just think about like a tiny three ring notebook. It's really, really small. It's very cute. And there are like small, tiny refills for it that you can also use um, if you have actually, I think, A5 and uh, narrow and like personal Bible size. Like basically these tiny refills only take up three rings in your plotter instead of using like the full six in the larger sizes. And you can just like stick a little note in there. It's really, really cute. And so what I did was I took one of those pages and I stamped grounded. I decorated a little bit around it just to make it a little bit more inviting. And then I put that at the very, very front of my plotter. So every day um, I open my plotter, which is my personal planner, I will see it in front of me. And I think this is the first time I've actually done something like that where it's in a very visible place for me every single day. And I think that will actually help me remember it more and to like return to it more. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that same thing, but not with the jotter because I don't have one, but with something <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's a really great idea. I actually have a lot of um, different size memo notes that I've been gifted very kindly. I can choose from one of those, just hole punch it and probably throw it in the front too. So I might be doing something like that after this episode, maybe. <laughs> that's so helpful. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that um, I took a cue from you is you really like to um, hole punch like postcards and other like wonderful artworks from people. And you like to put that at the front of your plotter and like switch things out or use them almost like dividers, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really love that look. And so that's something I've taken to doing as well. And while I was doing that um, with one of the postcards, I was thinking like, oh, like it would be a really nice place to put like a little, you know, jotter insert paper, like alongside that postcard at the front, just so I can like keep things together. Um, so yeah, that was just a, a random thing that I did on one of my um, past streams when I was like setting up my analog system for this year. And I think it's really nice. Like I love seeing it with me every single day. So, um, you know, it's only as of this recording, January 2nd, but um, I've enjoyed looking at it for the past few days and just being like, yeah, this is my word of the year. And uh, like, it feels really good and it feels really grounding. (laughs) 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 So I think it's a nice way to remind myself of it, like gently too, because it's not, I like chose specifically a bit of like softer colors, nothing like too, uh, loud or vibrant um just to be like hey here's a little gentle reminder when you open your planner so i like that i think and it's weird too i think the reason we go so much for that gentle nudge is because sometimes being forceful obviously doesn't always have a great effect i think on us and wanting to do something Mm -hmm. and so if you make it something that's fun or welcoming or exciting and that'll make it more uh, i think it'll help us be more inclined to follow that or be ready to accept that maybe and that's yeah, why I, and, I tend to go back mm-hmm. to like, I don't want to be mean because it's like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it's you. Be nice to you, you know? Yeah. And I think as I have, you know, um, gone past my 20s into my 30s for myself, I think that's been a really important lesson to learn. I think when I was younger, and I don't want to generalize, I'm only speaking for myself. Um, when I was younger, I was much more like, yeah, like push yourself, like go do this and, you know, do all this. Like You can make it through. And I think you know, that certain level of 
discipline and determination can be really important depending on like what you're focusing on. Um, but a lot of the times when it comes to like my very personal, like vulnerable, private sort of goals or like things that I would want to work on, or especially when it comes to working on myself, mm-hmm. um, it's already really hard to look inward and admit certain things about yourself that you're just like oh I really don't like that but this is totally how I am or these are the things that I tend to do I don't like that that's not very good I kind of want to like make that better so like admitting that is already really hard Um, and so trying to work on yourself I think is an area where I want to be nicer to myself um, whenever I can because it's a very tough process and it's never quite done, right? It's never mm-hmm. like complete, you know, like I don't know anyone really in my personal life who's like, you know, I, I completely love every part of me just the way I am. Like, of course, that's, you know, would be nice to like be able to get there at some point. But I think um, a lot of us are like, yeah, like, you know, this part of me, like I don't really love as much and I want to kind of work on um so, yeah, I think it's just nice to remind yourself to be a little bit kinder to yourself um, when it comes to your personal goals, too. Yeah, I will say it's also because we deserve to be kinder to ourselves, too, even though sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. We do. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on. There's yeah. just so much happening all the time. And life throws quite a few things um, and curveballs our way. And I think... You know, it's it's important to be like, hey, let's like take a minute and like pat myself on the back a little bit, um, give myself a hug, you know, those kinds of things and um, take it at a day at a time as best as we can. That's always easier said than done. I think. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, it's like almost yeah. like letting your, your planner help you give yourself a pep talk in a way rather than mm-hmm. being another thing that's admonishing you in some way or sending you in a bad mood, right? So I think – I, I, I didn't want to get too like explaining as to why you need to be nice to yourself or why we're trying to be nicer to ourselves. But I think more so because these are supposed to be good spaces for us, right? And productive spaces yeah. and fun spaces that I think that is really important to consider as well. And also yeah. why I tried to not do something that was a mean word at first <laughs> or conti- <laughs> like we- potentially mean, but. Yeah, we love our stationery. And when we look at it, and when we like, for me, like I put my word of the year in like my personal planner, and I really love this planner. And when I look at it, I want to feel happy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's a very simple thing to like really boil down to. But that's what it is. Like I when I hold this planner every day, and I use it every day, I want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that's like the word of the year being in there is a part of that for me. I'm also putting mine in my thinking of you. There's a place for resolution. So I just Mm. like to write a little paragraph about why I chose it and what the intentions are for my word. And then I might write some goals down there of like, it'd be nice if these happen. We'll see. (laughs) But they they are goals and I think I can work toward them. But here's how I need to do them and can't just be saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. You're like, you got to have a plan. And so I'm like, ah, I'll build out that plan on another page. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that's important, too, is like breaking things down to manageable steps um, when it comes to like goals. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a whole separate conversation. But um, yeah, I'm really glad we got to chat about our sort of word of the year or general overall intentions for 2023. And I think, you know, you and I are I think we're pretty excited for this year, which I don't know about you, Miranda, but I don't I think after 2020, 
just being really honest here on this podcast, but uh, I've been a little bit cautious of being optimistic for the for a new year in a yeah. lot of ways. And I think this is probably the first year where I feel more hopeful than not hopeful, um, just like in general. Um, and so I think um, it'll be really nice to it just feels really nice to be like excited about the new year again in a way. Um, so I think it'll be really good to just, you know, keep using my stationery, keep documenting and journaling and living life. I don't know what else I'm trying to say, but that's basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I understand what you're saying and I completely agree and feel the same way that there, obviously that year was immensely difficult for a lot of reasons and things since then have changed a lot. Not everything's better, but I think some things are better and we have to also look into those things that are good because at the end of the day, we can only do so much in our daily lives and, you know, we got to keep moving forward and do our best with what time we have and have a good time with our journals. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right next to living, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the first thing you thought of to circle back to the beginning of the episode. When it was midnight, you're like, grab your new tachos. So yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> you know, the, at the end of the day, our journals will always be there waiting for us no matter what. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, before we sign off, Chelsea, do you mm -hmm. have a journaling prompt for us? Yeah. And so this is a really simple one. I just wanted to ask everybody, what is one thing you're looking forward to in 2023? So it doesn't have to be anything grand. Um, it could just be as simple as like, I'm getting lunch with a good friend next week. I'm excited about that. Or, you know, I'm going to clean up my place and do some spring cleaning. I'm excited about that. You know, it doesn't have to be a grand project or something like gigantic happening in your life or anything. But just thought, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, you know, whatever it is that you're looking forward to overall or in the near future, I uh, would love to hear from you. Yeah, and you can share that with us if you'd like on our Instagram or on Instagram with your own post with hashtag words roses prompt. And then our Instagram is words and roses. Uh, and with that, we'll share our response to the prompt next week. But for now, we're going to sign off. So you can follow me at Havoc Grows Writes, and that's Havoc with a K on Instagram and just Havoc Rose on Twitch, Twitter, and a lot of other places. Um, Chelsea, how about you? You can find me at Those With Words on Instagram, Twitch, and also at my blog at thosewithwords.com. Wonderful. And with that, we will see you all next episode, episode 11, for more chats about stationery. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.